0: Psalm seventy-one eighteen reads, So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me, until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come. Hello and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. As always, this is Bryce Beale, one of the pastor elders here. Today we have the honor of having with us a dear sweet sister who has been at Faith Bible a very long time. It is Carol Wells, and many of you know Carol, but I thought I would just get started today. We're going to talk about loving the gospel and never stop loving the gospel as our final kind of bonus episode here in this quarter on the gospel. But I thought we'd just begin, Carol. Obviously, I know you, and probably most people listening to this know you already or know of you, but for those who don't, how did you come to Christ, and then how did you end up at Faith Bible Church?
1: I love to answer these two questions, especially the first one, because this is so precious to me. I was a churchgoer for years. Our whole family were churchgoers. That's where you'd find us on Sunday mornings. And um, I didn't fully understand all that this involved, as you will hear in just a few minutes. I'm glad to talk about how I was a churchgoer and how I became a believer. That's an important transition from one of those steps to the other, or it was for me and for our family. So I want to start by telling you about, in case some of you don't know, about the seventh grade confirmation class, which our church offers, or still did unless the system has changed, but offers to um, introduce young people to church membership to tell them what it means to belong to the church and um, what is involved in that. Well, our daughter did the standard thing of going through seventh grade confirmation class, and she became a church member. But she became more than that. Jane was very excited about Jesus, She fell in love with Jesus, and she loved him so much and wanted to share him so much that she was not hesitant about sharing him with other people. There was a lesson for our whole family there, I can tell you. At any rate, she said. After several months in this uh, in this confirmation class for seventh graders, she said to me one day, "Mom, can I ask you a personal question?" And I said, "Of course." And this was her question: "Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ?" Mm, a good question for me, although I answered it quickly and confidently but you'll know why that wasn't a good answer in just a minute. When she asked me that question, my answer was, of course. What do you mean? I go to church every Sunday, don't I? That was my answer. Well, I was to learn that there was much more involved than just Sunday morning church attendance. Jane demonstrated to our family. She didn't just tell us, but she lived out the fact that church membership for her and for all of us is much more than going to church faithfully every Sunday. You've got to do more than keep that seat filled. She learned that it was loving Jesus, working to share him with others with great joy and enthusiasm, and with great humility also. And we learned from her what church membership really meant. It, this was God's way of saying to us, it's more than Sunday morning. It's your life. It's your heart. It's your whole purpose. And uh, this was a great, very great thing for us all to learn. She was very good about sharing Jesus because she didn't back people into a corner and trap them there and she didn't act as though she knew the most important thing in the world which her parents did not yet know although that was true she was very humble and very um, very persuasive and very winning as she showed us what it really meant to love Jesus to want to please him, to tell everyone you knew about him as you were given the opportunity, and to persist in her showing her love for Jesus, her devotion to him. She was very good at not acting like, I know something you don't know, my parents don't even know, although this was very true. She was winsome, and she was tender, and she was loving, and she was successful. Actually, of course, it's the Lord who makes Christians. We don't. But she was a very successful ambassador for him, and she was effective in more instances than just our family. Um, But what she did show us is a and importance of the devotion to the Lord. If you are a believer, you have got something to tell to the nations, as the song says. And she carefully and humbly told it to every person of every nation that she could. Um, She was um, so successful that her teenage brother, who was two years older than Jane was at this time, um, he said this about her you just can't pick a fight with her anymore. I thought that was very telling. Um, That was not his whole point, was to pick fights with Jane, but it was harder if he wanted to do it. She was a very good witness to the gospel because she lived it. She talked about Jesus. She... um, told other people about him. She got them interested, like her mother and her father, in what it really meant to be sold out to Jesus, to love him, to serve him, to talk about him with an honest enthusiasm that made other people want to hear want to hear more. So that's how we came to the church, not by the parents teaching their children, which is how it usually happens, and I want to be sure to make this point today. Kids, if you are the first believer in your family, don't be discouraged. I am so convinced that if the Lord has one sold-out believer in a family, that whole family is on the way. I would strongly commend to you to be patient in your waiting. It took some years for our family to become believers i'm sure it doesn't always take that long but if it does that's okay because god is working at his speed and maybe at their speed to bring them to him so don't be discouraged and also stay humble jane never paraded her faith before us She instead lovingly blessed us with it. And that is what I would commend to you. Um, Are you hard to pick a fight with? Some mornings I am not. (laughs) At any rate, that's how we came to Faith Bible Church. Now, why did we stay Well, we stayed because we found at Faith Bible Church a group of people who, like Jane, were genuinely excited about the Lord Jesus Christ. They had found something precious, and they knew it. And I think they also responded, as I did, to the fact that our church does not force Jesus down people's throats. We offer Jesus in a humble way as, this is what we needed, and look, we found it. Maybe you have found it too. This was very appealing to us. One other thing that appealed to us about Faith Bible Church, and there were many. I'm not going to tell you all. You can not worry about that. but one other thing that appealed to us was the fact that our church never apologizes for the gospel the gospel is god's precious word to us and we take it for what it is i can honestly say that never at our church have i been subjected to a defense of the gospel because we start with the proposition that the gospel is truth it's absolute god's truth for us and um, so we don't waste time saying well this passage says but does it really mean that no we don't go there if it's in the bible we believe it and if it's in the bible we try to learn more about the fullness of what it what it means to us and to share this with others it's very disturbing to me if I hear the gospel presented in a way that it's being evaluated. This part is true. This part, maybe not. You will not find that at our church. Mm -hmm. If God says it, we believe it and we try to learn more of it and to honor it by living for it.
0: I think after that introduction, Anyone listening to this will understand exactly why we wanted to have you on this podcast, because even there, what great insights when it comes to the gospel, both from your own story and your observations about Faith Bible Church. A lot of the people who will be listening to this, though not all, but many of the people who will be listening to this are younger. And that is one of the reasons we wanted to have you on here, Carol, is... We who are younger can tend to jump from fad to fad. We get really excited about something, and then we get really excited about something else, and the, the other thing kind of disappears from our mind. That's just how it tends to be. There's less stability, less constancy. Now that we're talking about the gospel, the gospel is not allowed to be a fad for any of us. It has to be a core conviction that we have, and it has to flavor every part of our life, and it has to keep doing that decade after decade after decade. So we wanted to ask you, Carol, since you have been loving the gospel for decades, I'm sure you would say not perfectly, but anyone who knows you knows, you and, and John, who is with the Lord right now, you've been a couple who have loved the gospel for a long time. So for the rest of us who are aiming to do the exact same thing, do you have any counsel? How do you help someone who might be getting you might even say, bored of the gospel, how would you help them to keep the gospel fresh in their own lives?
1: I'm glad to have a chance to say this because this is a very precious thing to me about the gospel and coming to it myself as an adult, as you've heard. Um, I think, you know, we, we hear a lot about contagion now. We're all worried about contagion. You can catch bad things from people. Well, you can also catch good things. And one of the things that I so appreciate about the people at Faith Bible Church is they are sold out to the gospel. They're not debating it. Is it true or what part of it is true? They believe it because God has given it to us as his word for us. And now they are still excited about it. Some of them are older than I, believe it or not, but they are still excited about it and still exploring all it means and talking to their friends about it. I was going to give you a list of names, and I'm not going to do that because a list can be exclusive, but there are people in our church that if they come up to me and start a conversation in church, I can almost bet that the name of Jesus Christ will be an important part of that conversation. Why? Because they're excited about who he is and what he is doing in their life. Catching Christ is a contagion. It's a wonderful, wonderful. It's the best contagion you can ever submit to and be blessed by. But that's how they are. And if they approach you at church, sometimes I think to myself, How long before they're going to mention the name of Jesus? And they do because they are excited about him, about what he has done in either their life recently or the life of someone else whom they know. And I am blessed by their excitement because it always reminds me that living a life headed by Jesus Christ will not be boring. Now, I know you have your bad mornings and bad times. I do, too but on the whole you will be enlivened by new exciting things that the lord is doing in you and for you and through you but my point is stay close to God's people stay involved stay in, and I say this from after 3 years when John and I because we wanted to be sure we could stay in our home together if one of us did get covid for 3 years about we were on a self imposed contagion and we we listened to the church we worshiped on On Sunday mornings, electronically, not my favorite way to worship. And we, um, so we were not apart from the church, but we were not there with those living, breathing, exciting happy to tell us what was new in their life with those Christians. And that's the kind we have at Faith Bible Church. I am so glad that I could give you a list of about seven people that I know if I talk to them on Sunday morning, the name of the Lord will come up. And that doesn't mean you can't talk to me without saying the name of Jesus. Of course, please do. I want to hear what's happening in your lives, but that will involve... name of jesus and so i would say stay close um stay of course come to sunday morning worship if actively in person if you possibly can but also the ladies bible class is just starting up i'm going to mention that and there i believe a class for men has just started recently too And so at any rate, there are a lot of opportunities, not only to be involved with the gospel, but with some people who are very contagious in that you will catch from them, I believe, a new joy in the gospel and a new joy in sharing what the gospel has offered them and will offer
0: you too. So hang in there. Stay close. I appreciate you sharing that, Carol, so much. I think sometimes for those of us who are younger, the simple things like showing up. (laughs) We're looking to change the world, but sometimes we forget the simple disciplines, just showing up and being around believers who are excited about Christ. One other thing I wanted to pick your brain on, Carol, we know that the Bible teaches that those who truly believe in Christ will never unbelieve in him. This is what we call the perseverance of the saints. John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So on the one hand, if we have someone listening right now and they've truly believed in Christ, they'll go on believing the rest of their life. That's a real confidence that we have. On the other hand, That doesn't happen by default, but God uses our efforts to keep us right there abiding in Christ. So it doesn't excuse us so we can say, oh, I'm just going to go sit on the couch. I'm good. I'm in Christ. But instead, it motivates us to say, okay, if I'm in Christ and he's going to keep me to the end, I'm going to do everything I can to abide in him and to persevere to the end. My question for you, you have been persevering in Christ longer than many of us have. What advice do you have for younger believers, some who may have come to Christ just recently, who want to love the gospel their whole lives? How would you encourage them to persevere in Christ long term?
1: I would encourage them to do the things that have blessed us so much, which is steady contact, uh, enjoying the the, uh, presence of other believers in person as much as you can. So obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. Hopefully, we are through with quarantine for a while. But don't cheat yourself of the presence of other believers of all ages and stages. It to me, it's wonderful to see the young people at our church who are so excited about Jesus, and uh, and who are there in person. Leading and doing and participating in the many activities of the church. So again, I'd say if you want to stay, um, if you want to stay in contagion with Jesus Christ, then stay close. Uh, that does mean obviously church attendance on Sunday. It means getting together with other believers who love Him because there's nothing that strengthens my faith like hearing younger people or people of my age at least, not maybe as young as some of you are, but people of all ages who can mix together to share the Lord. Don't you feel that on Sunday mornings when you see the kids trooping out for children's church after they've I love to see that because they are there, they are in their father's house and they're soaking up blessings and I honestly think that by being there, our blessings will increase immensely. Um, I, I need to hear enthusiastic people who love the Lord as much as I do and more maybe, but to hear them talking about what he's doing in their lives. I need them to listen to what he's doing in my life, to how he's teaching us in this new season of life for me, of being a widow, not a wife, that um, I am still blessed with the love of the husband I had, and I will be with him again. And the absolute surety that every person that I know and love who belongs to Jesus will also be with him again. This is more real to me now, as you can imagine, than it ever has been before. And that is a given. It is a sure thing. And it is a precious treasure to look forward to. So stay close. Stay contaged or whatever that word <laughs> I like is. that.
0: We should adopt that language. That's very good. And the last comment that you made there, Carol, of looking forward to heaven even mm-hmm. more now kind of leads me into my final question for you, which is, although Faith Bible, we have a lot of young couples. It seems to be where we are right now. We've just had a lot of younger couples, some with children and so forth. And some of the gray hair that's been there in the past isn't there in as large of quantities, and we feel that. What that's done in my mind has made those who are older at Faith Bible more important for the health of the body right now, just because there's a sort of scarcity, somewhat. Um, So with that in mind, you address those who are younger, but I'm also curious, for those who are listening who are older, are there ways that the gospel has become more precious to you now that you are older in ways that maybe it wasn't as much when you were younger? Absolutely so.
1: And it's not just a matter of losing John, although, well, I haven't lost him. Uh, I have temporarily uh, given up his presence in my life, but only temporarily. And that's the thing that I honestly believe that I would not be doing as well as I am doing. And I certainly miss him a lot, but I would not be doing as well as i am without the very sure not the hope but the surety that i will be with him again and others whom i have loved in my life just we all have lost some of those we love but the idea of a joyful reunion with those others is is very compelling to me It's almost as compelling as the reality that we will get to look on the face of Jesus. This is almost unbelievable. I used to think, oh, I have six questions that I really need to ask him the very minute that I get there. And now I think, no, I won't be asking questions then because I'll be flat on the floor before him in adoring worship. But... I know that, I don't hope, I know that I have that surety. And can you even imagine, sometimes I think I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to look at the face of our Savior. I think it's going to be unbelievable. I think it's going to be the happiest time of our entire life.
0: Well, Carol, thank you so much for that and for your wisdom in this whole podcast I know that there are people who are listening now who may be in a season where the gospel was exciting but maybe it's been pushed a little ways to the periphery of their lives by other interests or maybe they've just lost some interest in it. There may also be others listening who are older and are thinking, what does the gospel have to say to me? Does it have any when I was younger it seemed so relevant, but does it have anything to say to me now? We may have thought these things in the past, but may God help us all by his grace now to think this way.